0: What is up everyone, it's Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm gonna be talking about five wide receiver sleepers that you guys should be looking out for in your fantasy drafts. These are players where on the high end, you're hoping they can crack the top 24 wide receivers, but most of these guys, you're kind of just gonna be looking for them to be able to fill into your lineup as like flex options or wide receiver threes. When I'm considering a wide receiver sleeper, these are gonna be players that are being drafted outside the top 48 wide receivers. I think the wide receiver position is super deep. So if we were going like wide receiver fours, you're still gonna get guys like Rashad Bateman, Elijah Moore, players like that. I don't really think those dudes qualify as sleepers so these are pretty much going to be your wide receiver fives or later as always i want to know what you guys are thinking about these sleepers do you agree are you interested in them at their current price but let's just jump right into the first one and it is going to be sky Moore. he is right outside the top 48 he's currently being drafted as the wide receiver 49 on underdog and if you guys were with me last season you will remember that I was very high on Sky Moore heading into the 2022 season. I even like, you know, pre-draft, I really liked Sky Moore. I thought he was a great pick by the Chiefs, and I expected him to make an impact in year one. Unfortunately, that just did not happen at all. He really struggled to carve out a role in this offense, played in 16 games, but was only targeted 33 times for 250 receiving yards. And to be totally honest with you, I typically don't like buying back in on players who just completely face planted as rookies. But I do think Sky Moore has an opportunity to turn it around this season. And I did like him as a prospect. So I'm not willing to like, you know, just totally toss him away in terms of fantasy football. We got to look at this Chiefs wide receiver room, and it is just all over the place at this point. The current top six wide receivers on their depth chart are Sky Moore, Kadarius Toney, MVS, Justin Watson, Rasheed Rice, and then Richie James. Let's just go through and break down these wide receivers one by one. So starting off with Kadarius Tony, he's definitely flashed, you know, some potential, but in very small sample sizes, he's currently dealing with a knee injury, and it looks like he's not even a guarantee to be ready for week one. Tony has just been completely injury riddled throughout his NFL career. He has missed 15 games in his first two NFL seasons. And it's not just like one injury. He's had multiple hamstring strains. He had a shoulder strain, an oblique strain, a quad strain. And typically I'm not the guy to throw out the injury prone narrative, but I mean, what's that's two hamstrings. We've got like five different strains. And then now we also have a knee injury all within, you know, he hasn't even started his third NFL season yet, you know, in terms of like week one actually hitting. So I don't even know if we can even rely on Kadarius Tony to be on the field. And if he can't stay on the field in a more limited role, like, are we really expecting him to come in and, you know, command a significant number of targets in this offense? Then we've got Marquez valdes scantling and I feel like we know what he is. He's going to be a field stretcher, but he's not a guy who's ever going to command a ton of targets in an offense. Then we've got Justin Watson, who actually played ahead of Sky Moore last season, which was definitely disappointing to see. But I just think if Sky Moore isn't going to be able to beat out Justin Watson this year, then he's just not going to be a relevant NFL wide receiver. And so far in training camp, it does appear like Sky Moore is getting those uh, first team reps ahead of Justin Watson. Then we've got Richie James, who's going to be turning 28 years old soon and has never hit a 600-yard season. And then we've got Rasheed Rice, who was picked in the second round of the 2023 draft. I think he is actually a little bit interesting for fantasy, but when we're looking at these two players as prospects, I really just you know think Sky Moore clears him as a prospect. Now, that doesn't mean Sky Moore is going to be the better NFL player, but if I had to be choosing between one of these two guys, I'd rather go with the player that I trusted more as a prospect. So with a very, very weak wide receiver room for the Chiefs, I do think Sky Moore is going to have the ability to operate as the Chiefs wide receiver one. Even though he didn't get a ton of playing time last season, he still had a 22% target rate, which is, you know, the percentage he's being targeted when he's running routes. So that's not a crazy number, but it's much better than his overall like target share. So that number's a little bit encouraging for Sky Moore. I think he'll have the opportunity to slide into Juju Smith-Schuster's role from last season. And obviously, Juju didn't kill it but that was the most valuable role on that Chiefs offense. I think this is a team where if they like you, they're gonna give you opportunities. I think he's gonna have a chance to make an impact here in year two. So he's gonna be my first sleeper. Then we're gonna move over to Nico Collins, who's currently being drafted as the wide receiver 54. And just like the Chiefs, the Texans wide receiver room is also just all over the place. Their current top six on their depth chart is gonna be Nico Collins, Robert Woods, John Mechie, Xavier Hutchinson, Tank Dell, and then Noah Brown. So let's break down these wide receivers once again. Starting off with Robert Woods, I think he's pretty much cooked at this point. He's coming off a season where he played in all 17 games and only managed to turn that into 527 yards, and that was while operating as a starting wide receiver. So I just think Robert Woods is, you know, kind of trending down moving forward. Then we've got Noah Brown who in 5 NFL seasons has never hit the 600-yard mark. And then we've got three other guys heading into their first season. I actually like Tank Dell and Xavier Hutchinson. I really liked Hutchinson until he got like the sixth round draft capital. Tank Dell, I think, is interesting, but like the odds of these guys, we've got a mid third rounder and a sixth rounder. The odds of them coming in and having a huge role in year one, you know, really balling out, seems pretty unlikely. And then we have Mechie, who, even though he was drafted in 2022, this will be his first season because he missed the entire 2022 season with cancer. I definitely think, you know, like he's a great story. I just don't know if the odds are great for him to like step back in after missing a full season and have a huge role. And, you know, like he was a decent prospect, but it's not like he was a first round guy where you expected him to ball out in year one heading into the 2022 season. So that is going to leave Nico Collins. And I do think he's a very interesting guy heading into his third NFL season. He's going to be the only top wide receiver that was actually in the Texans building last season. And in his healthy games, he averaged 10.1 points per game. Now, that's nothing crazy, but he also scored only two touchdowns in those 10 games, so he really wasn't helped out in the touchdown department. And he also really started to peak towards the end of the season. He averaged nine targets per game over his last four. I think this offense is gonna be much better than they were last season. Even a rookie, C.J. Stroud, I think is gonna be an upgrade over Davis Mills. They also have a pretty strong O-line over there in Houston. So if I had to place a bet on one of these wide receivers being fantasy relevant, I would be going with uh, Nico Collins. Now, my third sleeper wide receiver is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. He's currently being drafted as the wide receiver 55 on underdog. And just being totally honest, like a mid-tier wide receiver five price for Juju feels pretty disrespectful. Even when he was disappointing last season, he was still the wide receiver 35 in points per game. I actually think he's a really nice fit in this Patriots offense. I think he's gonna be a nice volume option, which is gonna complement. Mac Jones' skill set pretty well. And if we look back to last year, like Juju has a direct role in this offense. Jacoby Myers was the wide receiver 29 in points per game last season playing out of the slot. Belichick opted to go with Juju over Jacoby Myers. They could have brought back Myers. They didn't. They went after Juju to play in that same role. This is a pretty weak Patriots wide receiver room. So I really would not be shocked to see Juju kind of like volume his way to a fringe wide receiver two season. I do think that's possible. And he's probably my favorite sleeper option of the five players I'm talking about today. Now, moving over to the next sleeper, we are going to have Rondell Moore, who's being drafted as the wide receiver 60. And when we look back to last season, when Rondell Moore was healthy, he was a big part of this Cardinals offense. In his seven healthy games, he averaged 12.6 points per game and eight targets a game. Like those are very solid numbers. That's a guy that you could trust throwing into your flex your wide receiver three slot, especially like during bye weeks with injuries, once we get to like mid-season. That 12.6 point per game number on the season would have been a mid-tier wide receiver three in terms of point per game. And he did that while only scoring one total touchdown. So it's not even like he got lucky in the touchdown department and we don't think that's gonna carry over. He actually probably underperformed in the touchdown department and was still a relevant fantasy wide receiver and since he's such like a low A dot guy like i think he was at like 5.6 average depth of target I think he's actually might see more volume with Colt McCoy at quarterback. Like, I don't think this is gonna be a situation where Rondell Moore is gonna totally tank early in the season because Colt McCoy can't hit him down the field. That's just not gonna be Rondell Moore's game. So I think early in the season, he'll still be relevant. And then I think when Kyler gets back, he's gonna be even better as a fantasy option. And I do think he's someone who could end up being a weekly flex play Even when Rondell Moore wasn't playing in that same role he had last year when he was out, we saw Greg Dortch step in and still put up really nice fantasy production. So I think Rondell Moore is kind of being buried due to the Kyler Murray injury, and I don't necessarily think he should be. Now the final sleeper, the fifth and final option here, it's going to be Isaiah Hodgins, and this is definitely going to be more of a deep sleeper. He's being drafted as the wide receiver 74, so he's probably gonna be free you know, in pretty much every like, 12-man redraft league. Similar to the wide receiver rooms I've talked about for most of these other sleepers, the Giants wide receiver room, also just kind of a mess. The Giants have so many guys here who could potentially make the roster. We've got Hodgins, Darius Slayton, Paris Campbell they just brought in, Jalen Hyatt they just drafted, Sterling Shepard's back, Wandell Robinson in his second season, we've got Jamison Crowder, Cole Beasley, like a lot of potentially relevant guys and I think when we're looking back at it, I think one of these players is going to have some sort of role for fantasy where, you know, they're going to be rosterable. And I think Isaiah Hodgins has the best opportunity to be that guy for the Giants. He didn't have a super flashy 2022 season when it just came to like the counting stats. But once he secured a starting role for the Giants, he was very productive from week 13 to week 17. Once he started running uh, routes on over 80% of the dropbacks. Hodgins averaged 15.2 PPR points per game. He also put up an eight for 105 with a touchdown performance in the playoffs. He graded out very well per PFF, was the wide receiver five for PFF. Um, The guys ranked around him, the three ahead of him were Lockett, Metcalf, and Christian Watson. The three behind him were Chris Godwin, Jacoby Myers, Mike Evans. So he was surrounded by really solid company. I think this Giants offense should probably take a step forward. You also bring in a weapon like Darren Waller, another year with Daniel Jones, um, with this new head coaching staff. So I think Hodgins is definitely a guy who could end up being a weekly flex option. And like I said at the top, he's going to be free in pretty much like every league you're playing in, as long as you have a normal five, six-man bench. I don't think Hodgins is going to be drafted in many drafts. So those are going to be my uh, five sleepers. Remember, these are guys being drafted as uh, wide receiver fives or later. So we've got Sky Moore, Nico Collins, Juju Smith-Schuster, Rondell Moore, and Isaiah Hodgins. How are we feeling about these players? You like these guys as sleepers? If you have your own sleepers going later in drafts, let me know down below. You know, I want to hear what you guys are thinking. But thank you all for stopping by, and I'll see you in the next one.